This is the Dave and Shecky Show. We got this groovy podcast for ya. Reviewing crazy tunes or quoting Twain and Sting and Doom. We'll bring ideas to share like bonus points for extra flair. Cause it's the freaking Dave and Shecky Show. Show. We're bringing you this groovy review. We might preview movies, bake some bread, or drink some smoothies. So come on, have way too much caffeine. You roll up some rivers, I'll reference some Raffi. This is the Dave and Shecky Show. Alrighty. Three, two, one. Start of the show. Three, two, We're having a one. One. I don't know. I, was, I said three, two. You decided to have a beverage, so I'm not sure. So three, two, one, start of the show, go. Hey, everybody. It's Rick Beato. Oh. Wait. No, it's not. Uh-huh. This is not Rick Beato. No, it is not. Hey, everybody. It's Rick Moranis coming at you after a long hiatus. Hey, it's Rick Hiatus coming after you. Coming after you. To uh, get you. Coming to get you. <laughs> it's Rick Hiatus, and I've been hired to hit you. I'm a hired hitman to get you. Okay. Uh, now that's Moranic. Yeah. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to uh, another delayed episode of the Middle-Aged Cool Kids Super Terrific Podcast featuring your pals... Eldridge Cleavage. Eldridge <laughs> Cleavage. Did you say cleavage? Yeah. It's my new character. I'm working on. <laughs> Is your new character high all the time? Hi, how you doing? I'm Eldridge Cleavage, uh-huh. the uh, X-rated producer from 1967. Rick Hiatus coming to get you. Rick Hiatus and Eldridge Cleavage. I don't want to be either of those. You'd better be Eldridge Cleavage, cause I certainly am not. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Rick Hiatus. All Been right. away for a while. Coming back at you. Coming back to get you. All right. Anyway, uh, we have been away for, uh, at this point, I think it's over a month. Rick Hiatus. (laughs) Yes. So, uh, the reason being is that, uh, I guess there's... What? He's a Greek fellow. Uh, Who? Hiatus. Uh-huh. We are, uh, it's, the weather has been amazing. Dave has been puttering around the yard. Hey, I putter around. I mean, I I, I put out like the cat at night. Uh Uh-huh. No, you don't. Uh, You've been uh, doing some yard work and planting some flowers and recording some music and uh, spray painting some stuff. So, uh... Greg is not an alien. Greg was, in fact, an alien. Um... So this is uh, this is what's been happening, and uh, I guess if this was a job where we had to, uh, you know, nine to five and punch in and punch out, we'd probably be way more, or at least I would be way more of a stickler for a schedule, but uh, it's not, and Dave has other things that uh, he I've does. I've been thinking of concepts like fine to knife, which is a sharpening uh, mm-hmm. utensil. Though I am looking into opening up our own internet radio station, uh, we are supposed to get better internet soon. So, um, it's called "Have You Heard the Good News Radio?" No, I th- thought we 
Well, I don't want to say because I don't want to lose the. Uh, yeah, don't say it. Okay. Don't don't you know keep like Miles Davis said you know keep that shit close to your chest. I I'm going Hold to hold your cards tight, motherfucker. I will. Thank you, Miles. Um, I uh will not say what we might call it because I don't want to. I did not buy the uh, domain name yet. So um, but uh, that being said, it's not that difficult to do, and uh, maybe there's some of you out there who would like your own show. And perhaps we would put it on. I don't know. We're, there's, you know, music licensing and all that kind of stuff. Um, we are looking into it. It's kind of a, a thing I want to do, but um, we got to wait for our internet. And uh, that's hopefully coming within a few months. Sure, sure. So that's sure exciting. Maybe M. Levitt could have his own uh, wiggy bloogie show. <clears throat> well, we'll be. Uh... Giving out golden tickets, so to speak. Golden tickets. Yes, I have a golden ticket in my wallet that you gave me. I know what I gave you. Okay, shush now. All right. So, uh, speaking of Wiggy Bloogie, we uh, have received a Glenn Scarpelli update. Wiggy Bloogie. Now, that sounds like a Wiggy. good name for a... What? Wiggy Bloogie. What do you think I said? I thought you said Wiki. Oh, as long as I didn't use the N-word. No, no one is using the N-word. I'm just saying, it sounds like a good name of a frontman for a blues band. Wiggy Bloogie. Yeah, he's like, you know, a harmonica player. What about Wiggy and the Bloogies? <laughs> that sounds racist. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, that was not my intention, as I'm sure it was not Mark Levitt's intention. Mark Levitt, uh, of course, uh, related to jazz players and a, a comedy writer, a producer of movies. He's, uh, he's, he's out there making it happen. He does not Chuck Spears. He is... Okay. Hey, who's Chuck Spears? Is that a porn guy? <sighs> anyway, we have from Mark Levitt, who is in no way associated with Dave. Um, <laughs> Chuck Spears? Dave. I think that's a horrible joke. Yeah, it's a horrible joke. And you know why it's a horrible joke? Because it's been around since the 40s. No, because right before you sat down, and I did our countdown, mm. three, two, one for room tone. Yeah. You went out on the deck and smoked some weed. No, I did not. You I don't did do that. too. Then you came in, and then as a, as a funny thing, you then came in, turned around, and blew the smoke out of the screen door as if it was a, f a fun thing for us to do. What? That's what we do. Yeah. Okay. You want to like you know hash on the hash knives? Uh huh. You press two knives together, and the hash goes up in smoke, and you kind of try to inhale a little of it. I have no idea. Let's do that. You know, and inevitably you burn your hands with a hot knife at the stove. I. Have or you drop it on your foot. I don't. No, I don't. Or your friend's foot. Is that even a real thing? I've yeah, never, hot okay. knives, baby. All right. Well. And then you would put. Oh, uh, how about this one? Yes. You put the hash on a on a. You take a button. Mm -hmm. You turn the pin upwards. A button. You put the little chunk of hash on the button. You light it on fire, and then uh. you put that under a glass. And then you take the glass and you slide it to the edge of the table, and you put your mouth at the edge of the table, and you inhale, and that's called hash under a glass. Oh. Uh. Yeah, you ever done that one? No, I have not. Dave. Jesus Christ, where you been? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Whippets, anybody? Well, that, yes, I have done Whippets. Washington Square Park, 1979, anyone? Dude, you were doing Whippets in 1979? I was, that's when I did my first Whippet. That's uh, child abuse, but anyway. No, I, no one gave it to me, I yeah. seeked it out. At 12, you're walking around by yourself in Manhattan? Uh, no, maybe 13. Okay, so maybe it was maybe 13. All right. Well, someone was negligent, and now look what look what's happened. Um, negligent? Yes. Don't 
make that something. We were rocking. Uh-huh. We were rocking like Fritz the Cat. I had my first Whippet probably in 1987, 1988. That's too old for Whippets. Oh, well, fuck you. Oh, I'm just kidding. Anyway, you're so. You're never too old oh, for Whippets. Okay. Until you're too old for Whippets. Anyway, we have a Glenn Scarpelli uh, update. Jesus Christ, that guy never quits, does he? I love him. Why should he? Why He's should in he the quit? union, isn't he? He's, uh, I don't know. Anyway, this is from uh, M. Levitt. Apparently, Glenn Car- Scarpelli says, please hold while I move my microphone. Throwback Thursday. Here's a quick clip of a song for a little fun. We all had the best time shooting this musical episode. Damn, they made me sing in a really high key. It helped me that my pants were so tight. LOL. Enjoy. Happy throwback, everybody. Hashtag TBT. So uh, let's let's enjoy this, shall we? Hold on to your hats and your wallets and your girlfriends because we have for you a little Alex and the inferiors. Looks like child abuse to me. How did Glenn Scapelli get as far as he did in his career? That is not in a career. That's not a carry. That's no Macaulay Culkin there. That's not a charismatic kid. Is what I'm saying. The he hell? wasn't that charismatic for a, for a kid. He was no like Adam Rich from Eight Is Enough. Uh, now I know why our friend gave him the finger because that's <laughs> the face you just that your immediate reaction is fuck you. No, that's what you do. You give a guy like that the finger. You, who told him he should do that? Somebody did. His parents are, are weirdos. That might be. Yeah, my kid's perfect for TV. Is he? Because he's not. You know, he's not. He's no Christopher Atkins. All right. Right, but he's Jesus Christ. Yeah, I got, I got it. Not even fucking uh, Ralph Macchio. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he did. Well, Fred but, Savage. But that might be why he didn't have the staying power. Well, he certainly didn't. How did he get in in the first place? He's not Fred Savage. I don't know. Maybe he was a you know like a Broadway kid or something. He Ugh. seems a little Broadway to me. Yeah, he's Broadway without the fucking. He doesn't have the star quality. Sorry, Glenn. Yeah, but uh, you know, at the back then, how many kids were able to uh, take direction? Probably not that many. I, that would be my guess. He's so. not Ricky Schroeder. He's not. He is no Ricky Schroeder. He, he's no Ricky Schroeder. He's I no like Ralph- the movie The Champ. Okay, well that's fine. Anyway, so uh, that was our update from Wiggy Bloogie. Wow, that was a disturbing update. It was disturbing. I'd expect to see him uh, topless on some bad photos by a guy named Bob. Well, maybe that's our next update. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wiggy Boogie will uh, let us know when we have an, a Glenn Scarpelli uh, breaking news update. So uh, today's episode, do you remember what today's episode is about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Toy Story 4. No. Oh. Yeah? (laughs) No. Did you want it to be? No, that's not really worthy of an episode. Okay. Then perhaps we should go with what we thought and Uh, talk about... Sybil, the book Sybil. And then uh, the interpretation in the movie. Now, what I think is uh-huh. Matt Cunt didn't know how to do it. All right. Do oh, what? What? You think she was faking? Yeah. She kept, she's faking in psychosis. Uh-huh. Was it, was, what was the reason for her to fake? Well, it was too, you know. Was she in trouble illegally? Oh, you know. Like the Hillside Strangler? Yeah, I don't know. The Hillside I'm making the whole thing up. Oh, because uh, the Hillside Wasn't uh, that the flying nun? Mm-hmm. Yes. And Gidget. That was a bad career movie. You don't go from comedy, light comedy, to psychosis. You know what else is a really bad move? When the chick who was the mom on Bewitched then did some sort of TV movie where she gets raped. No one wants to see that. Elizabeth Montgomery? Yeah, that tarnished my whole image of the woman. Well, she's an actress. Yeah, and she chose to have a poor role. That's a poor career decision. Don't get raped after you're bewitched. Right, but honestly, she also probably needed to pay bills. Well, you know, I'm just saying, somebody should have told Archie mm-hmm. Bunker's wife that that Gene episode is not appropriate. Uh-huh. No one wants to see Gene Stapleton almost getting raped. On a very special episode yeah, of All in the that, Family? No, no one wants to see that. No, no one likes a very special episode ever. Somehow... uh Hollywood got it in their heads that they were going to somehow teach us lessons uh, um, on morality and occasionally would have a episode, uh, an episode that was very special. And whether it was uh, little Gary Coleman getting uh, molested by uh, Gordon Jump. Or, Mr. Carlson. Yes, Mr. Carlson, or your Maytag repairman. <gasps> uh, or it was Edith. Uh, Eat it, more like it. All right. Or uh, what's another very special episode? There was this. A, a, uh, it's too many to, to count. Yeah. It, it was very weird on a very special episode. I remember there was a very special episode of uh, Little House on the Prairie at one point where. Laura Ingalls somehow didn't take care of the dog properly, and the dog died. That stupid bitch! It was it was terrible. I knew I never liked her. That's the that's a poor career choice. But she was young. Well, she so was little. Know. But uh, yeah, there is somebody on Little House on the Prairie who you do adore. Me, I'm like him. Not enough of them said him. <laughs> and we're talking about what? I don't know who it is. That's not. I don't know who this person is. Dave has a crush on Melissa Francis. I would do a spit take, but it's quite dirty. The well, spit take, I'm saying. You have to clean up after yourself. All right. Anyway, he loves Melissa Francis, 
And uh, Dave has a tendency to love people who have eyes that look like his. Hey, relax. Take it easy. She has, uh, she has trustful eyes. That's all There'll I'm be saying. somebody on TV and they'll be like, I really like their eyes. And it will be someone whose eyes are identical to Dave's. Oh, uh, well, you know. The shape and the just the just the whole, the, the, the way they're set in the head. It will be... It, Every time it will be someone who looks All like right. him. It's just what I am. <laughs> Hold on. I don't know. Oh, they look like an honest person. Their eyes are truthful. They, yeah. they look like you. Oh. So <laughs> it's kind of funny. But uh, Melissa Francis, also she posts pictures of her little kid uh, on Instagram a lot. And holy shit, you want to see blue eyes. Blue, 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 I blue I don't want to see anyone's kid on Instagram. That's creepy. It is kind of creepy uh, when you know that people are looking at kid pictures for the wrong reasons, but she's not like, you know. Which, that's the name of my most recent album, Kid Pictures for the Wrong Reason. And <laughs> I hope it's a hit. I hope it climbs the charts. It's a hit somewhere, mainly on the FBI list. Uh-huh. Today's episode is about power trios. Oh, man, that's fucking cliched, bro. Well, what the fuck? Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? I'm just kidding. You're not kidding. Why? I can tell Why by I... my reaction you're not kidding. I can react by you telling me something. Mm-hmm. Action. Power trio. So why don't you explain what a power trio is? Uh, power trio. Power trio refers to rock and roll. Wait, are are you doing this as Ross Perot? Because what? I don't <laughs> understand why you would need to do can, that. Can I finish? No. Yeah. You take power trio. Uh-huh. And you get no power trio. And three power trios. Okay, it's too much. And three power trios create nine, nine people. Dave. Well, that's only three bands. Okay. No more weed time prior to the show. Okay. Well, what I'm talking about is a power trio. Yeah. Let, what, can you, can you, you know, do this a as trio Dave? trio has a lot of oh. power. Now, what evokes power in a trio? Okay. You're just potentially okay. uh, three. The number three, okay, is rooted in... Uh, Ancient biblical times. All right. Dave. You know, Freemasonry. Okay. You know, Jesus Christ. Uh, Rolling Rock Beer 33. Okay. Right? Right? Am I right? 33? Rolling okay, Rock Beer? Okay, this is turning You ever wonder why Rolling Rock, rock Beer has a 33 in, inside the bottle? Yes. Because it couldn't fit a 66. See, the problem is is that you're laughing as if that was the most funny thing ever. And to me, that was just an awful dad joke. You, it's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. You can't even look at me. <laughs> okay. All right. Apparently, Power Trios will be another episode because we are already 20 minutes in and... Uh, he is not going to be able to talk about Power Trios. In a serious manner. However, we now know why there's a 33 on the bottle of Rolling Rock All because right. 66 wouldn't fit. <laughs> and somehow that is just hysterical to the crazy high person three feet away from me. <laughs> See? Is yes. that number yet? Uh, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I did not understand you. Please, please say it again. <laughs> Uh, what? Uh, give me a second here. I gotta, what? I gotta reconnect myself. Reconnect yourself to what? <laughs> Reality. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's done. It's over. It's over, Johnny. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. So as I was saying, uh huh. Power trio. Uh huh. Do you know what a power trio is, David? 
Power Trio uh, is based on guitar. Okay, now the high now I'm hitting you with some reality. Alright. Uh, uh-huh. Well, without guitar, it's not a power trio. So a power trio has to have a guitar. Yeah, and it's a certain art to a power trio guitarist, but I'll get to that in a second. Okay. So Emerson, Lake, and Palmer is not a power trio, all right? Okay, who are you and speaking And Jimmy as? Smith organ trio is not a power trio. I see. Nor is George Benson organ trio. I see. So we're not talking about jazz, and we're not talking about some prog rock shit. Uh-huh. With Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Okay. And Palmer, uh-huh. who, uh, you know, that guy does not know how to groove. All right. I'll just say that. Okay. Pyrotechnics aside. Uh-huh. Now, the power trio, based on guitar, bass, and drums. I see. Without guitar, it's not a power trio. That's what I'm saying. Now, the police... Yes. Are not a power trio. Oh, okay. Because that guitar player is not powerful. I see. All right. And their music is not powerful. It's pop music, pop rock. It's very good. It's excellent, but it's not a power I would say trio. the Sex Pistols are more of a power trio than police, and I would not call the Sex Pistols a power trio. I see. I would call them drunk. I see. But, uh,. Who is it, what is the first power trio? The first or the first popular one? Well, in rock and roll. Uh-huh. The first one? Well, when you say in rock and roll, are you are you saying that there well, are power trios in other genres? No, I'm just saying the first power trio maybe of note. Well, we'd have to look up what year uh, Blue Cheer was, but I think it's Jimi Hendrix. I see. I think Jimi Hendrix is the first and best power trio ever. I'll just say that right off the bat. Is it the, the reason experience? I'm saying that right off the bat is if we're going, you know, five to one or whatever, you can't really talk about all these other people without talking about Hendrix in the first place. Because he, Hendrix incorporates everything that a power trio is. And in order to have a power trio, you have to have a guitar player who can play rhythm and guitar, uh, rhythm and lead guitar, pretty much intertwining simultaneously. So you're not just a lead guitarist, you're not just a rhythm guitarist, you're both. And Hendrix is the first person to fully encompass that, in my opinion. I don't know who was before that. 
I don't know about that. Okay, when you talk about Jimi Hendrix, though, is it just the Jimi Hendrix band, Jimi Hendrix and the Experience, Jimmy James and the Blue Flames? What's no, Jimi Hendrix Experience and then Band of Gypsies. Jimi Hendrix, Hendrix is the quintessential trio guitar player, power trio. He sets the standard for it. You could say Blue Chair, but they're like, you know, whatever. They might be around the same time, but they're, they're like children compared to Jimi Hendrix. Gotcha. They're not musically talented like he was. So you were saying the godfather of the power trio. Yeah, that all others are measured against is Jimi Hendrix. If you don't see that, you're nuts, in my opinion. The reality of the situation is, well, I'll tell you, first off, I'll tell you the second, the second best power trio. Okay. And that is a trio that no one seems to mention. All right. And that's Joe Walsh, James Gay. Oh, okay. Joe fully encompassed the Hendrix concept of playing lead and rhythm simultaneously. And the thing is, it's not, it hap, it's, most, it's mostly shown during the jamming sections. So when you're jamming, you got to keep the rhythm going and play lead. So it's like you're, it's like combination thing going on there. It's hard to describe. So it's way more difficult than... Way more difficult than just being a lead guitarist or a rhythm guitarist. I see. Yeah. To be a trio player, you have to be above average. The other, uh, yeah. And no one talks about Joe Walsh. Why Why do that. you think they don't? I don't know. They think of him more as like a member of the Eagles or a solo artist, but they don't remember these lists. You won't see the James Gang on lists of great power trios. James Gang, Funk 49, is one of the most played songs, most play copied songs ever and that came out i think in 1967 if i'm not mistaken maybe 68 69 at the latest 69 maybe anyway it's right in there and he's uh 
he's an early proponent of that Hendrix trio thing. It took a rare guitar player who could do that. And you got to be able to sing. You got to be able to front the band. Seven uh, released in 1970. All right. Oh, Re 16. Oh, 1970. Yeah. It was a funk 48 in 1969. Uh -huh. There you go. So I think it was probably recorded at the same session in 69. They just released it a little bit later. Gotcha. Oh, so yeah, Joe Walsh, second best trio in my opinion, power trio. And not that many years behind Jimi Hendrix, actually. Nope, right in there. Right in there. So uh, that's interesting that no one speaks of it because I, I think Joe Walsh is amazing. Joe has an interesting story uh, about trying to learn a Joe, uh, George Harrison guitar part when he was a kid and he learned it eventually and then when he met George Harrison he found out that it was two parts overdubbed <laughs> <laughs> and George never ever was able to play it that's hysterical yeah that's one of the reasons Joe's so good you know what I mean he tried to copy stuff that humans didn't play in the first place now Joe's not amazing technique but back then Technique wasn't as advanced, and Joe was pretty damn fucking good back then. Yeah. Yeah, he's not, you know, this is pre-Eddie Van Halen. Right. Which leads me to my next point. Uh-huh. Now, guitar trio is just... Power trio. Yeah, I mean, a power trio is, is just guitar, bass, and drums. Uh-huh. Now, the best rock bands outside of the Stones and the Kinks, in my opinion, are four-piece bands. Like the Who, uh huh, and Zeppelin, right? Okay, now when the singer's not singing, well, that's a power trio. I see. Musically, it's a power trio. So my third best guitar player, who is a power trio guitarist, is Pete Townsend. Pete Townsend is the one of the best rhythm lead guitar players there is. And you can hear it on Who Live at Leeds. He plays like Hendrix, and he's also propelling the band along. And he's got the job of keeping fucking Keith Moon along, who supplied no traditional rhythm. So Pete Townsend, like Joe Walsh, right behind Hendrix. I think we're, I think we're 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 crossing a line of traditional power trio. Yeah, it's not a it's not, but it just musically Pete Townsend could have done this. He's he could sing like he could sing, I see. he could lead the band as a singer and he could have done it as a guitar player cuz he had that combo style. Oh, I get you. Okay. Like Dave Davies of the Kinks, he could not do that. He couldn't do either. He could play lead guitar riffs, but he could not he can he can't sing enough good enough to play to lead the band and play lead guitar and rhythm at the same time. No, he's not that kind of guitar player. Keith Richards absolutely not that kind of guitar player. Eddie Van Halen? Absolutely that guitar player. And he could have done it with his voice if he had just kept at it. Eddie Van Halen Van Halen, one of the best power trios ever when David Lee Roth shuts up. 
<gasps> Absolutely, 100% amazing power trio. The very definition, and their blueprint is that of the Who. They're the Who on steroids. If you hate that term, they're just the Who 2.0. Yeah, the Who on steroids is really a hacky way to they say They really it. are, though. They're, you know, they took that thing and just took it a step further. You could say Zeppelin, but it's really more of a Who thing, sonically. It's it's a it's like a eighteen wheeler rolling down the 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 road. It's like a you know what I mean. Uh, I have heard Eddie uh, sing. He's got that uh, <clears throat> that one song or whatever. Um, f- I think it was from Van Halen three or whatever. I don't think he's a great singer. Yeah, I don't think he's a great singer. But his his guitar playing is so ridiculous that. I just consider him one of those guitar players. Okay, they're not a, they're not a power trio, obviously, but his guitar playing, like Townsend, is of that ilk. You're saying he can do rhythm and lead at the same yeah. time. I don't consider Jimmy Page that kind of guitar player at all. Oh, okay. He's not really. First of all, his guitar playing is brilliant, but his lead playing is like fractured. It's not fluent, and his rhythm playing is more sparse and interje- You know, he's got taste, but he's not. Not that kind of guy is going to play over everything. Can you tell me something? Is there, you know, you are differentiating between these guitar playing types and the kind that plays, can play rhythm and lead. Is there a name for that? A uh, rhythm lead player? I don't know. I, no, I'm, I'm being serious. Yeah, no, I don't know. Okay. I don't think there's a name for it. All right. It would be helpful if there was. Well, I don't think there is. That's the thing. It's an interesting, vague uh, thing. It's a rare breed who can really do it good. Stevie Ray Vaughan did it pretty damn good, but honestly, he was just doing it over blues changes, so he's just a great, powerful blues player. Gotcha. Just uh, something about him is a little less like authentic than Hendrix in a weird way. Clapton? Clapton, well, Cream, they're going to tell, yeah, Cream might be considered the or the second best power trio ever. Second best, okay. You said Joe Walsh was the second. No, best. not by me. Oh, by others. They they go down as being you know one of the best power trios. But in my opinion, I don't see it. I don't see Clapton as being that strong. And without Ginger Baker and Jack Bruce playing such a force, especially mm-hmm. Jack Bruce, who was also singing half the stuff, and his bass playing was like a jazz player, not not a traditional rock player. So he's very supportive and he's playing all kinds of like lines that make it so so that make it so uh, Clapton didn't have to play as much. But still, they're a power trio. Yeah, they're a power trio and Cream was great. But, you know, they're kind of like nowhere near as good as Jimi Hendrix experience. Gotcha. And I don't think Clapton is is as good a, a trio player as Walsh or Hendrix or or Pete Townsend. 
So I, he's better in a bigger group, is what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, he's better. Big. He's got a great, nice voice, and he plays really nice lead, and he plays good rhythm. But his parts are layered. You know what I mean? He plays great lead with a rhythm player behind him, or if he layered it on track, then he'll play overdubs. He's not playing all that shit at once. Hendrix was a one. Hendrix. <sighs> That's a rare breed where you can kind of incorporate lead and and imply rhythm at the same time. It's like you got to kind of play both and imply both. That's very, uh, it's like almost being like a piano on guitar or something. It's like a piano player concept or something. That's interesting. So do you have another power trio that... Uh... So let's see, you got Hendrix, you got James Gang. Cream. Cream, which I'm not, is not in my top five, honestly. Right. But I love Cream, but not not for the reason that they're a power trio. I just I like Jack Bruce. Gotcha. And I like Clapton, but I really like Clapton's later stuff. I like his stuff from the '70s. I'm not really a huge Clapton fan from Cream. Yeah, he's you know, he sounds all right, but he doesn't sound anywhere near as good as Hendrix. Right. And you and Police, not a power trio. Great. Great band, but not a power trio yeah, in, your, amazing, in your mind. Amazing band. Okay. I see them as more than a power, more more than a power trio. But now I know that you the the guitarist has to be a certain way also to be for me. Yeah, for yes. a power trio, they don't. Yeah, police don't incorporate any of the elements of a power trio. For you, or for you think in in general? In general. Gotcha. I just don't see it. There's three of them, but it's not a power right. trio. Right. Just because there's three doesn't make it a power trio. Yeah. Okay. Can I ask you a, a question? Yeah. First, oh, oh. first house, a power trio? Oh, absolutely. Okay. 100%. All right. But that's like an unknown, that's a ghost thing. No one knows about that. <clears throat> Pete is one of those guitar players. Yeah, that's a rare breed. Like Carlos Santana is not, not that kind of guitar player. Right. He's not. He's a great lead player. He's a decent rhythm player. He's, you can always tell it's him, but he's not that. Uh, Jeff Beck probably, I would say, is so damn good that he could do pretty much anything. I see. Jeff Beck is like... Is it the Jeff Beck group or is there the faces? What was it? I, I, don't, I don't see... Jeff Beck's not really a trio player. Gotcha. And later he had... Maybe he's done recently. He did with Tal, Wickenfeld, that chick, and uh, Vinny Caliuta. But that's like... That's not rock at this point. That's uh -huh. not a rock band. That's like a fusion band. Oh, okay. You know, now we're getting into something else. Right. There's, you know, some of my favorite shit is John Schofield trio, but that's not rock. Right. And then it, you got to just stay... Power Trio, you think, is 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 rock only? Yeah, it's a rock thing. It's a, it's based on that guitar thing. It comes out of the mid-60s. Now, what about heavy metal? Is there heavy metal Power Trios, or do they, they yeah, not? Yeah, there must be. Who is it, though? I don't know. Prong? Oh, wait. Uh, what's, um, what's, um... Primus Prong? Primus is, is a trio, but I don't consider them a Power Trio. Okay. I just consider them great musicians, except for the guitar player I never understood. The bass and drums, though, are, are insanely great. Okay, so not a power trio, though. No, they don't have those elements. They don't have that element. The element, the, the, so you're saying the most important element of a power trio is the guitarist being able to play rhythm and lead. Yeah, and, and singing, too. And singing, okay. Really, that's, that's, the, that's the power trio. Gotcha. All right, I get you. So it is. Look, it does hinge on that. If the bass player okay. sings lead, well, then why don't you just have another lead singer? Then you're back. Then you got Roger Daltrey. Then you're the Who. The Who were one of the best power trios. Honestly, how could you be more powerful than Pete Townsend, fucking John Entwistle, and Keith Moon? There's nothing more powerful than that. Right. Except Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, but even the three of them. Uh, I think the three. The three of them. 
were more powerful than the Jimi Hendrix experience. Wow, okay. Even though Hendrix was better than, you know, Hendrix is amazing. But the three of them, yeah, Hendrix, it was Hendrix was A+, plus and the other guys were not A+. Who was the plus. original heavy metal? That's the original truck rolling down the road that you can't stop. I mean, right. that's just a, you know, they were in the Guinness Book of World Records as the loudest band for a reason. Oh, I thought Van Halen was. Mm, well, before that was The Who, and like uh-huh. I said, Van Halen just took their template from The Who and put <coughs> it on, on 11. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. So, anyway, Hendrix, James Gang, who's the third great one? Oh, what I was saying was, what about uh, Lemmy? Was that a trio? Motorhead? Yeah, is that three? I don't know much about Motorhead. I don't either, but I can't think that there's a... It seems like just drums, bass, and guitar. What else is there? Maybe they got a rhythm guitar, brother. I don't know. I don't know enough about them. So, yeah, speaking... Keeping within the power trio. Uh, Third one, uh, I guess you could... Got to say ZZ Top, maybe. You're right. It is Lemmy, or it was Lemmy, uh, Phil Wizzo Campbell on guitar, and Mickey D on drums, Lemmy on bass, and lead vocals, though. So you said bass, he's not the guitarist. Uh, No, exactly. Well, that's different. So then not a power trio. Yeah, not a power trio, really, but that's a pretty powerful trio. And is that why... Police are not a power trio because Sting's a bass player. Yeah, but not only that, because uh, their music is just so it's not, not powerful. Powerful, gotcha. It's pop. It's great, but it's not like hard. Uh-huh. It's not like a hard thing. Like I think a power trio is like a hard, hard sound. Okay, right. Power. Yeah, loud, rocking, really jamming. A lot of jamming. I but love a jam. I like the Who live at Leeds when there's no vocals. That shit is sick power trio playing. And that that is what Van Halen got their shit from before they got David Lee Roth. Or at least a, a big part of it. And what else now? Number three. ZZ Top? Wait, I had thought of someone else. I guess ZZ Top. Really? I mean, they're a trio, and they're fucking pretty powerful. Eh, yeah, but they're almost like a... They're so, they're, they're, they're so bluesy, though. They're yeah. so like a blues band. They're almost like a blues trio. I mean, if you got to go between them and Stevie Ray, I guess you got to take Stevie Ray. I mean, you don't have to go between either or. This is yeah. just power trios. I don't really see Stevie Ray Vaughan or, or ZZ Top as a power trio, even though they're a trio. I just don't... I don't get that vibe. Billy Gibbons doesn't strike me as that kind of guitar player that I'm talking about. Like Terry Kath was more that kind of guitar player. And he played with a huge band, you know, Chicago. Terry Kath is like that kind of guitar player. It's interesting. There's those kind of guitar players outside of guitar guitar trio. But the guitar trio is where they get featured. Who else? I'm not sure. Do you want me to tell you what Ranker says? Yeah, maybe I can uh, agree with him. I, I think I have another one on my sleeve here, I guess. Oh, oh, I'll tell you. I got it right now. Okay. All right. Now, this might be this might be a little bit controversial. Uh-huh. 
Now, John Mayer Trio. Oh, shit. John Mayer Trio with Steve Jordan on drums and Pino Palladino on bass. That's a power trio. That's a motherfucking power trio. Okay. And if you don't think it is, well, you just don't like John Mayer. Well, what's the powerful song, though? I don't think uh, of him as powerful. About, uh, who, who do you think I was, I think it's called? Rhythm and lead. Fucking better in the clap than I hate to tell you. Well, why do you hate to tell me? Because people like to diss John Mayer. That's fucking. I, I, God, this, I like to see you get someone else get up there. You, someone else, you think you're so good? I like to see you do that with fucking Steve Jordan and Pina Palladini, who is on tour with the Who right now, by the way. All right. Do you, you know want to? Do you want to hear Rankers top fifteen? Sure. Or top ten? You hear what I'm saying though? With yes. John Mayer and that guitar playing? Yes. That's that's the mold. That was a that was very good. That's what I'm saying. He plays really good rhythm, and then he plays, he hints little leads in there, too. He's playing three, five, he's a triple threat on that. He's the lead singer, rhythm guitar, and lead guitar. So that's, the, that's what you need for a power trio. Mm-hmm. Look, I know all about John Mayer and his creepy, weird shit, but he's a great fucking player. Right. All right. And if you're not, that doesn't satisfy you, check out his performance of fucking Gravity at that live benefit that was like 10 years ago for, I can't remember what it was for, but it was some benefit show. He plays outside, plays a version of Gravity. That shit is killing. It's a ballad and it is killing. That's all I can tell you. It reminds me of uh, like a So Far type of thing of our the first house. That exact vibe. According to Ranker, and I want you to tell me whether or not these people are or are not power trios. All right. They're number 10. Genesis. Shut up. Okay. Tri a power trio. How are they a power trio? When they have because more than three. three members? Oh, I see. Do they have more At than At what point did Genesis have three? <laughs> Wait. Phil Collins. Peter Gabriel. Uh, really? Really? Tell, you tell, Genesis is a power trio. Tell that to Mike from Mike and the Mechanics. Why? Because he was in it? Well, I, wasn't he? I don't fucking know. What's his name? Mike Rutherford or some shit? I don't know. Daryl Stormer? Stormer? Mike, Stormer? Tony Banks, Peter Gabriel, Anthony Phillips, Mike Rutherford, Chris Stewart, John Silver, John Mayhew, Phil Collins, Mick Barnard... Steve yeah. Hackett and Ray Wilson. Yeah, and they were all just, they just had three of them all, all ever, at one time. 
maybe at what at one point in their career they were trio or is that what they're telling me because you don't think of genesis as a power trio that's that's moronic okay i i i well when when were they a trio when were they ever a trio? I don't know their history. Okay. I know they had Peter Gabriel look dressing up as a fucking poppy seed or a flower or something. Okay. So you're going to just say no. It's a no from me, dog. With Genesis as a might, Meg White is a top 10 drummer. Okay. Number nine, according to Ranker. Are you ready? Yeah. Green Day. No. All right. Why not? He does not play lead and rhythm. He might play uh, rhythm at one point, and he might play lead at another point, but their music doesn't require you to have this mold as a guitar player. Gotcha. So it's it's very punkish. Yeah, this is Rockus. Sex Pistols were not a power trio. I see. I okay. If the Sex Pistols aren't, then Green Day isn't. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I don't right. mind Green Day, but no, they're not. Number eight, you've already made your feelings known about Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Joke. What a joke. All right. Number seven, Grand Funk Railroad. If you watch Grand Funk Railroad, half the time he's playing organ. I see. Uh, but uh, okay, they're they're power trio. I'll give you that. Really, they don't have other people on the in the on their recordings. I I get. Uh, I don't know. I see. You're being a stickler. Well, live they were just a trio. Really? I, I don't know. I don't I, know. I'm like the critics. I kind of like. Uh, Panned them. Number six was Motorhead. You've already said no. I'll give them a pass just because they're so powerful. All right. Number five, the police. You've already said no. All right. They don't understand. Number four, ZZ Top. I debated it, but I don't. I would pass on that as well. I have a better, better. I think John Mayer's better. Number three. No, I'm not saying John Mayer is better than ZZ Top. I'm just saying he's a better example of a power. Better trio. example. That's okay. That's in, fun. In that setting that we just sh- exemplified. Uh, number three, according to Ranker.com, the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Well, what's number two and one then, guys? Number two, guys, is Cream. No, come on. Even the guys in Korean would say that Jimi Hendrix was a better trio. Well, There's, this is Ranker. These are people voting. It's, yeah, but he, that's not... You're, you're talking out of your ass completely. All right. Number one. Are you ready? No, they were a good band, but I think they were a quartet. They were not a power trio. Are you ready was not a power trio. Uh, number one, according to Ranker.com, the people have voted Rush as the number one Power Trio. Number one three-person prog rock band from Canada. <laughs> okay. Does that mean they are not a power trio? No, absolutely not. I see. Who sings lead? I believe that's Getty Lee. Yeah, and uh, he plays bass. And uh, Alex Lifeson, although a very good guitar player, he's not in that mold. He's They've not. They've got so much going on in that band. Half the time, Getty Lee's playing bass and keyboards at the same time. Am I wrong? I don't know. Just like, you know, John Paul Jones would play, you know, keyboards up on, on stage. That's cheating. I see. That's not power trio. I'm not saying it doesn't sound good. I'm saying that's not a power trio. Uh-huh. You don't go, I make, you're, it's not your objective as a musician to be a, a purist as a power trio. I mean, that would limit you musically. All right. So <clears> you, <throat> you d- disagree with most of this. 
Your number one is Jimi Hendrix and the experience. Yeah, yeah there's nothing. Uh, Jimi Hendrix, just Jimi Hendrix, because his whole career was a power trio. I see. Band of Gypsies? You don't get more power than, than fucking uh, Machine Gun. And what about, uh, say, a Nirvana? No. I don't agree. I don't agree with Nirvana. I don't care if his chords sound nice on an acoustic guitar. That's like saying you speak well for a black person. Ah. Like, stop pitying. Yeah, great. Great. Yeah, he actually made musical sense. Well, he's a fucking musician. What do you expect him to make? This is not a power trio. We're not pity. Let's not pity Kurt Cobain and say, oh, he was really a great musician. You really speak great for your your kind of person. You, I really understand you compared to the guys down the block who robbed me. You think you think it's pandering? And it is. It's, it's absurd. Uh, absurd. All right. Well, that's fine. And uh, honorable mention for Stray Cats? Or They're not no? a power trio. And didn't they have another guitar player in the band? Or are they just a trio? I think they were just a trio. Really? I don't know. I don't know anything about Nirvana. It wasn't my cup of tea in the day. Ugh. Okay. Nirvana. Stray Cats? Uh, great, but not a power trio. Okay, I was. I just wanted to that they're number twelve on this list, and uh, that's I, so stupid. Why don't you say that Count ba- Basie trio? You know, was a power trio. Well, he had a couple of club dates where he played with a bass player and a drummer. Count Basie power trio. It's funny. It's a top twenty-four list, and uh, uh, most of them I just don't. I I don't know. Well, not most of them, but the, the, the bottom parts of the list, I don't, I don't Triumph's know. Triumph's more of a power trio than Rush. Triumph is on this list at number 13. Yeah, 13. I don't know, man. <clears throat> These uh, people don't understand what a power trio is. They have Blink-182, Primus, Sublime, King's X, Thin Lizzy, Husker Du. Oh, that's what I was wondering. There's, I thought Thin Lizzy, and I would say that they are a power trio. Oh, you would? But uh, but uh, they uh, are uh. a different kind of power trio. Now they are just like Motorhead. They're English, mm-hmm. Irish, and Celtic. Well, they're from over there. It says Celtic rock. Yeah, they're from over there. Well, the thing about them is they got uh, Phil Lind. I think his name was uh-huh. was a black cat who played bass. Now he was the Jimi Hendrix of bass, is what they called him. Oh, okay. Probably because he had an afro. Oh. And he was a black guy, and he played rock music. I see. I don't think he played like Jimi Hendrix. I see. But uh, he did drugs like Jimi Hendrix. Well. And he died like Jimi Hendrix. Oh, I'm so, sorry. There you go. Rest in peace. Yeah. But uh, Thin Lizzy. Now, they kind of are a power trio. You ever listen to that shit? That's trio powerful shit. Now, hold on a second. You're telling me that the boys in back in town is just three people? Gary Moore is on that cut, I believe. Let's see. The great Gary Moore. <clears throat> Thin Lizzy is a pretty unique band, I would have to say. And I'm giving him the pass just like Motorhead as a power trio. Thin Lizzy has a, a, a list of over a dozen people. I'm giving them a pass as not a power trio. I see. I don't, uh, my, my guess is right now it says current members. And there current are, members? And there are six people in the band. So I, I think power trio is incorrect. Huh. Okay. Maybe, well, at, maybe the time. at one maybe at one point they were a power trio. I just that point is not now though. I thought that was possibly the case. So yeah, that's the thing. It's a certain breed, and these people don't know what they're talking about. Is what I'm saying. 
It says here, here's a picture of the classic lineup showing the band's famous twin guitar sound. <laughs> Left well, to right. No bass player. Brian Robertson, guitar. Phil Lynott. Lynott? Phil Lynott. There, Lynott. Phil Lynott. Yeah, Lino. not Lynn. Paul Lynn. Bass, guitar, and Scott Gorham, guitar. So no drums. There's definitely drums. That's absurd. Okay, so they're not a power sure. trio then. That's a that's what a fib. What are you talking about? I don't know. I don't those know are those are three people in the in the picture, and I do see a drum set in the background. So they're not a power trio. That's a people are fudging the numbers. A misnomer. Fake news. It's a misnomer. Fake news. Fake power trio news. Okay, so um, make power trios great again. Okay, let's do it. Mapta. Map. Mapga. Okay. Anywho. This has been interesting. I did not know what uh, I didn't know what the <clears throat> specifications are were for Power Trio. I thought rock and band with three members. That's what I thought. Uh, I am a layman when it comes to music, so uh, that's why this wasn't a top five of each of our Power Trios because I yeah. I recognized I probably didn't really know what a Power Trio <laughs> meant. And I, I honestly was, feel though. That there are parts of Live at Leeds mm -hmm. and even parts of Tommy. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, just let's say Live at Leeds because you can guarantee that's a trio. That are some of the most quintessential and probably best power trio playing ever recorded. Right. Power better, trio better than, plus Roger Better Belcher. than Cream. Uh-huh. Better than Hendrix for that example of what I'm talking about. Right. So I would almost say that Pete Townsend is the quintessential power guitar player okay uh that rhythm and lead thing he's not known as a lead guitar player but you hear it on his live performances from the late 60s to mid 70s now this rhythm and lead thing is it something that happens at the same time or they hint and they weave back and forth weave back and forth okay you can't do it at the same time that's virtually impossible all right i just am trying to but uh you can do one and the other very seamlessly Okay. It's a subtle, it's very subtle. Uh-huh. It's a subtle thing. And it really, it takes a guitar player who's thinking a, move, a couple moves ahead. You're not just, you know what I mean? It's a wise person who can play like that. All right. So I am once again going to throw Pete. Yeah, he plays like that. Pete That's is... why we were a trio. We didn't need anything but the three of us. Also, the trio opens you up to amazing improvisation because all you have to do is communicate with the bass player and the drummer just has to stay in time. <laughs> You know, instantly you don't have to rehearse because as long as your bass player has good ears, you can play anything. Right. That's the key to a power trio, having a bass player who can hear what the guitar player is doing, having a drummer smart enough to stay out of the way and or good enough to lead them in a good direction. Well, maybe it's time for First House to have another reunion. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's things going on, a couple of things over there. You got him. I heard some things. This guy's doing that. This guy's doing this. So, yeah, I don't know. All righty. Well, I don't know what, what that meant at all, but excellent. All right. Well, this has been episode. Now, this is the thing, David. Yeah. Are we going to continue with season one episode? Because uh -huh. this would be episode number 53. Well, that's too many. So I that's think. That's like seven seasons. This is what I'm thinking. Maybe we just don't say season one, episode 53. We just say episode 53. Okay. Best or we can do season two, episode 53. Oh, Jesus. Or just let's just do episode 53. Okay, that makes sense. Because honestly, uh, 
it's just a one continuous season. Episode episode numbers sound good. All right, you don't really care, do no, you? No, that sounds good. Now, oh. for those of you who wonder, yeah, if you fold back the magazine in half and uh-huh. in a quarter, uh-huh. you're going to see something hidden there. Okay, that was not initially on the cover. Uh, just check that out. Are you talking about Mad Magazine? I may be. Okay. Whatever happened to Mad Magazine? I'm is it still around? I'm sure or it is. Or is it run by the liberal fools? Oh, I'm sure it is. That If it is around, it's love. Alfred E. Trumpin. I stopped going to the Cracked website. The Cracked website was very funny for a, a little while, and then I realized it's it somehow turned to a liberal liberal shit fest. So. Cracked was always a fucking rip off of Mad, though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but, the, oh, but the website, they had... Some funny shit on their website, but no more. I'm a Mad Magazine National Lampoon kind of guy. I never did Lampoon when I was little. Uh, a few times, I think it was just over my head. It was Mad- very dirty. Yeah. I'm, dirty. I've never been a big fan of the dirty, but... Uh, my dirty. The dirty. My dirty. Uh, I, do, uh, I did enjoy Mad Magazine when I was younger, um, and they would have the N-word in it. Hey now, hey now, hey now. N word alert. N word alert. I remember there was one thing with with uh, they had the one thing with Sammy Davis Jr. and uh, he was just throwing around the N word in there. I forget what the whole thing was about, but it was very funny. I hear that Sammy Davis Jr. was a Satanist. That's probably not true. Well, then why is he there? Why is there a picture of him with Anton Lavey and they're very chummy? Well, this is the thing. I think with uh, a lot of people, uh, if there was some sort of get together and, uh, you know, they thought this person was in fashion or in vogue, then they would just probably stand next to that person. Ah, it's, you know, it's like getting, like uh, Buzzy with Chris Christopherson. There, there you go. Just anybody with anybody. Uh, unfortunately, Hollywood in general, they just are stepping over themselves to try to seem relevant and cool and in the moment and sometimes uh in the moment puts you in a a stupid position and you should uh probably not do that that guy probably just came up to sammy and was like can i get a picture with you yeah he was like sure right what's sammy gonna say i want to discriminate against you that poor guy had been discriminated uh because of his color for years and years so uh i don't think he was going to discriminate against uh anyone there's a whole conspiracy that he's uh he was a satanist i don't believe it actually i don't believe that candy man you know what that means I don't. Okay, I, was gonna, I th- honestly I love the, the the Rat Pack uh very much and I s- listen to that music a lot still and um I just I yeah, feel like if you had, had to, if you had to throw one off the boat it's obviously Sammy. I mean, no, it's not true. Oh. <laughs> it would be uh Joey Bishop every time. Oh, I didn't even know that guy was part of the pack. He, well, uh, you know what? He's not, but he thinks he is. So How about fucking Steve Allen? Now that guy should have been part of the pack. I'm not uh yeah, no. I think the 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 big 3 are Dean, uh, Frankie, and Sammy, and everyone else who uh, can be thrown off the boat. All right. Fair enough. I hear that. All right. So uh, this has been episode number 53. Um, we have 52 other episodes that you can enjoy uh, by going to our website at middleagedcoolkids.com. And uh, there's also a book advertised on the front page. It is a quick and fun read. That's a fine piece of literature. Two ninety nine for Kindle That's edition. That's a steal. It is pretty much a steal. We're and giving I, it away. 
a brand new Mark McGuire. And uh, I hear tell that there is a sequel in the works, so. It's not only in the works. It's being worked on. It's okay. So I think that's might be the same thing. Oh. Do you have any closing words, Dave, that aren't racist or pot talk? Uh them goddamn blacks stole my uh, weed. Okay, that is both racist and pot talk. Oh, but factually true. <clears throat> well, anyway. Uh all right. So we will see you. I'm not gonna guarantee it's next week, but we will see you again, I swear to it. Uh, in the meantime, enjoy your 4th of July. Please remember everything that, uh, that stands for July. Well, they couldn't pick another name for a month. That sounds anti-Semitic. Enjoy your fireworks and enjoy living in the best country in the world. Afghanistan. (sighs) Goodbye, everyone. (laughs)